summer camps. Summer camps. Summer camps. Are we are we back in? We we talk about them on a podcast, and it's this one time at summer camp. That's us. That's us. Um, so I'm um, yeah. We've started recording, and this is uh, part two of our twenty five things only a camp counselor would understand from BuzzFeed. Yes. Right? Did I nail that? Absolutely. Excellent. If you're jumping in now, you are insane. Listen to part one, because otherwise, you know, you're kind of coming in halfway through a conversation. But before we get into it, Nick, I've got a little question for you around footwear. So, My favorite topic. And, and what you call appropriate footwear at camp. So would you call it closed toe shoes, closed toed shoes, or close-toed shoes. Chloe, are you saying toad like a toad or toe like a toe? T-O-E-D. Okay, because I'm hearing like toad shoes. You know, they're kind of like those like fish shoes you get at like fish shops. Yes. Just, just say it real quick and see what you come out with. Okay, close-toed shoes, right, close-toed shoes... Or, well, like what? What would you say? You know, closed-toed shoes. So you're putting a D on the toe at the end too. Closed-toed shoes. Closed-toed shoes. No, it's closed-toed. You put a D on the end. Um, I've really lost myself here. <laughs> see, I think I would say closed-toe shoes. I wouldn't put a D on the end. That infers that there's like, it's a toe shoe. It's it's just a shoe for your toes. Well, it's easy for me to say this with statistics already backing me up because I found a poll on this very subject. (laughs) There's a... Of course, you never come into a conversation (laughs) unprepared, do you? I've always done my research, Nick. You're going to make sure I'm right and then then I'll bring it up. There's like 400 people that reckon it's closed toe shoes. There's like a hundred that reckon it's closed toed shoes. And then there's like 50 weirdos who reckon it's close toed shoes. There is no one who should think it's close toed shoes. Like the opposite of far toed shoes. (laughs) Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Close toed shoes. Anyway, that was... um... But then would there be a crowd... Wait, 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 going back, sorry... Close-toed shoes or close-toe shoes? Is there four categories? As in the the toes are enclosed. Right. But I hate everything about this. Well, I feel like that didn't clear it up. Um, Not for me anyway. Okay, someone also put clothed-toed shrews. (laughs) But this toad is in like... As in the, the T O A D. Yeah. <laughs> I think that one's right. I think this guy's nailed it. Alrighty, we are going to jump back into the list, and we are starting off at number fourteen. You feel pretty much prepared for anything the real world throws your way because you've been through camp training. Nope. I think what happens is that you spend so much time in the fairy tale land that is camp that you get to the real world and you're like, 
taxes, responsibility, income. What are all of these things? I don't think that camp training necessarily always prepares you for camp. No. Let alone the real world. My gosh. Like maybe they, they were like, oh, you know, sometimes kids have accidents and you might have to deal with that. I had a kid poo himself twice a day, every day for an entire week. <laughs> I was not trained for that. I was not prepared for that. Okay, but are you now prepared for that happening in the real world? No, I'm still, I will never be prepared for that. Okay. Well, I, I hope you never have to deal with that again. Honestly, I think can't ruin me for the real world. You know, I can't have a conversation with people in the real world about camp things. Hmm. I just sound like a crazy person half the time. I mean, I don't know if you've uh, heard of American Pie, but there's this one character who always says, "There's this one time at band camp." Uh, I, I am aware of that. Yeah, reference. are you? Yeah, yeah. You know that actually kind of sounds like the name of our podcast. Yeah, that's a coincidence, though. What a coincidence! Anyway, I think she's kind of a perfect um, representation of how you return home after your first summer being at camp. Yeah, for sure. Just everything you want to talk about is based off of that, because that's been so much of your life for the past three, four months. I know. And now, taxes. Number 15. When you're not at camp, you are either thinking about camp or planning for the next year. True. Yeah, I mean, I remember after my first summer, I was like, all right, that's America, done and dusted, you know, <laughs> um, uh, I've been there, done that, time to go somewhere else, you know, and um, and he never went back. Prank, that was my next five summers. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm the opposite, I was there being like, well, obviously I'll be back, hmm. I was like, I've, I've got to come back, back to the future. I mean, realistically, the last time I went to camp was five years ago, I want to say. And I still am, like, plotting going back to camp next year, just making a triumphant (laughs) return. The prodigal son has returned. No one will remember me. Some people will be like, oh, I think you were my counsellor. And they'll be, like, 20-year-olds and... (laughs) I, you know, I'm I'm always plotting that return, um, but I think this time it might not happen. Number sixteen, and there was a countdown to camp that happened every single year. Yes, there was. Ish. Camp. I mean, from a purely uh, logistical standpoint. I mean, there's always a countdown. You need to know how long it is before you travel internationally? <laughs> I don't think there was like a literal timer. Uh, the second camp I worked at, uh, there was like the program director. She, it's, it's wild. Like she's probably in her forties or something like that. And she's been working at this camp for like 20 years. Like she lives and breathes camp. She has like a husband and she just leaves him behind for three months every year. And it's just like, see ya, I'm going to camp. And, um, every time camp finishes, she just like posts every like month or two being like, 
hey guys, nine months to camp starts again. Yeah. And then like, you know, you see a month later, like, hey guys, eight months to camp starts again. Who's ready? And like, she'll, she'll just do that the entire year, just periodically. And like leading up to it, she's like, eight days, seven hours and 23 minutes to camp, guys. Who's ready? I like that though. That's kind of wholesome. And it's very wholesome, but <laughs> chill. Yeah, we we know we get it. We we all have access to calendars too. <laughs> She's very excited about her calendar. Ah, oh, but the first year, you don't count down to the next summer. Mm. Heartbreaking. Ba-boom. Number seventeen. You have never been afraid of making fun of yourself or being as goofy as possible. That definitely happens less. After summer camp, you get a bit more confident in yourself. I kind of spoke about this on one of the earlier episodes where, like, mm. I had to stand up on my chair and sing in front of, like, 300 people. And that definitely gives you a bit of a confidence boost going forwards. Yeah, I mean, it definitely breaks down a lot of walls. Like, um, at one point at camp, I wore a giant diaper and dressed up like a baby and did a little dance in front of the entirety of camp there is no way i'm doing that in the real world i I really hope i really hope we'll see what old age has in store for me i had a photo pop up of my uh like memories the other day of one of our night activities where um the kids would like get to dress you up and then you do like a talent show reality thing up on stage Mm. And like that's that was really fun looking back at it. I think maybe during it you felt a bit nervous or self conscious, at least like maybe the first time you did it. And then afterwards you get a bit more confident in yourself. Yeah, self confidence, it's definitely great for that. Oh, the cat has um, found my lap. Hello. She's determined to be on the podcast. She is very determined to be on the podcast. There's, um,. There's a podcast. I'll just I'll just shout them out now. Three Bean Salad, and every time one of the presenters talks about his cat, they do a little like jingle for it. And I'm getting to the point now where I think I'm going to need a jingle every time I talk about my cat. Blue Bell. <laughs> That's the Three Bean Salad cat, not Nick's cat, which is Luna. All right, Pete. What's number eighteen? Number eighteen. You've done just about every single job there is while being a camp counsellor. I don't appreciate that. I don't appreciate the quotation marks around the word job. You did the hand thing uh, to show that it was like a job. Yeah, um, I hate that. It It is a real job. You know, it might not be interning at a marketing firm, but... There's definitely lots of valuable skills that people get from doing summer camp. You know, they... kind of interpersonal skills. Those kind of skills that can't be quantified on, you know, an exam, for instance. They barely pay you, but they do pay you to be there. You can't not come out of summer camp as a more sociable, well-rounded person. Just like a better human being. And yet... A better version of yourself. And yet... Some people... 
You think some people come out of summer camp worse than before? I don't think it's happened. I think... I don't, it's not the normal. I think they're better for having had those experiences than they would have been otherwise. Yep, definitely. All right, we're, we're splitting hairs on this, but... Yeah, I mean, you know, you, do, you can do any job. I mean, uh, Glenn, who we worked with, has no idea how to sail, but he can more or less fix a sailboat... You know, you pick up a lot of very useless skills you'll never use again, and you do a lot of weird jobs, and the cat is now purring into the microphone. still have your name tag from camp and probably always will i have a (laughs) i like that one a lot uh because my first year of camp uh well my so my last name is kilp k-i-l-p and i don't know why but everyone is super dyslexic when they read it and everyone just switches the l and the i and i get clip a lot Anyway, I got to camp my first year and my name tag said Clip. And so, yeah, my name tag was Nick Clip. And the whole summer, there was just people were like, oh, there's Nick Clip. And people thought that was my name. And I asked to change it and they were like, yeah, we're not going to do that. This is funnier. Uh, And I had like parents who were just like, oh, Mr. Clip. And I remember coming back my second year. And people were like, oh, Nick Clip, how are you? And like, <laughs> they genuinely thought that was my last name. Yeah. Like, there was a number of people who thought my last name was Clip because of this goddamn name tag. There might have been a couple of us who you have told that story to and then purposefully went around telling people. I know you knew I better, <laughs> you, you scumbag. <laughs> Needless to say, I still have that name tag, of course. Yeah, I have, I don't know if I have my first one. I definitely have one that was uh, probably my favourite one, which our boss made like circular bits of wood, like cross sections from a tree and like made those into name tags. I believe that was 2014. Really? Yeah. So you just had like bits of timber hanging around your neck. You were there that summer, weren't you? 2014? Nope. Right. Okay. I didn't get a piece of timber with my name on it. Yeah, those were pretty cool. You missed out. Uh, my name tag from the last year of camp was um, uh, it was magnetic because it like stuck to my shirt, and it's it's on my fridge right now. Yeah, I've still got my one. It was a nice touch that um, at least all the councillor ones had like their country of origin on them. I forgot about that. Number twenty. Some of your closest friends in life were fellow camp counsellors. I mean, hey Pete. <laughs> I think of you more as an acquaintance. Yeah, sure, sure. Nah, that's absolutely bang on. Yeah, ab- no, absolutely. Like We've got friends all over the world. Like I've travelled the world just staying with friends from camp. 
Yeah, it's something to do with the fact that, like I kind of said before, you only spend three months with each other, but when you spend like 24 hours a day with those people and you're going through kind of some tough, stressful times, Bonding. that really equals like years of friendship just crammed into that one little uh, space of time. Oh, definitely. Like, yeah, the, the hardships you go through together at camp of just like not sleeping and eating terrible food and like, you know, a boat comes off its mooring and floats away and then you and a bunch of people have to like push it back out into the water because it's washed up on a beach. Mm. Like you remember those people. Getting caught in a storm together, just nothing is better at forging friendships than shared experience. Yeah, like, you know, you and uh, co-counselor have like just the worst group of kids one week. You two are going to bond. Or, you know, actually, me and Peter, uh, the first time we ever had a cabin together was like one of the best cabins I ever had. Maybe the best cabin I ever had. Yeah, those kids were so cool. And that really like solidified our friendship, you know, just having these great kids and like working together that whole week. Number 21, you're the best at creating costumes quickly with little resources. I would definitely agree with that. I usually outsource the job to arts and crafts. Yeah, when when possible. But sometimes there'll be like a, you know, a, an EP, an evening program, where I get told a couple of hours before, okay, you're the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> and then you just have to figure out a costume uh, ASAP. Yeah, you do. It does It does be like that. Every now, and again, every now and again, you get someone who is an absolute wizard. Like, was it Nick Leslie who was creating, like, um, Iron Man masks out of cardboard and stuff? Yeah, he and he and Chucks uh, definitely did some cool stuff like that. Chucks made the like Heimdall um, helmet from Thor. Oh, really? That was so cool. And yeah. Obviously, Nick had that um, Loki helmet too. Yeah. Okay. Nick is... Leslie was like a wizard. Like, was it paper mache or just cardboard every time? Uh, you, you can print out. Um, you can print out like diagrams and instructions, and then you like stick it onto cardboard and you just cut along the lines and fold along, you know, cut along the dotted ones, fold along the solid lines and it just puts it all together like that. Genius. Genius. I mean, yeah. So for our camp, uh, we had evening programs like several times a week and the one at the start of the week was always themed and it's always something where you got the kids, you know, running around camp because that kind of gets them familiar with the layout of camp and you've got counselors you know at all these different stations giving out tokens and maps and clues and everything like that mm. uh so yeah you re- you really get like everyone sort of dressing up and making costumes and raiding arts and cl- cr- raiding arts and crafts i've probably sat in a meeting um <clears throat> where someone from arts and crafts has stood up and been like yo Stop raiding arts and crafts. <laughs> like, I've been in that same meeting at least once a year, every year of camp. You really got beef with arts and crafts, don't you, Nick? No, nah, like, the more we talk about it, the more I'm like, oh, maybe we need them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do. Uh, you know what? They're all right. 
nothing is easier as a costume than just painting your entire body because there's always heaps of paint yeah and it's not like body paint you know you're just getting just like normal art paint the ones that come in those like giant like two liter bottles and just lathering yourself in, in that just thinking hope this doesn't have consequences there was uh one evening program where it was like safari themed and then kids had to go around camp like finding different animals and i was a koala so i just covered myself in gray paint and just went and sat on a tree for like <laughs> two hours this was also my first summer and that's when i truly learned what mosquitoes were like because i got eaten alive you would think the paint would help in some way uh i think it kind of made it worse <laughs> made it more itchy flavor number 22 you always end up with the best tan lines oh nothing better than a life jacket tan and i'm going to explain why lots of people love a good watch tan too oh i mean yeah like absolutely but the best thing about a life jacket tan is that life jackets don't come all the way down there's like a bit of a midriff so if you're really like you know if you're wearing pants you're wearing a life jacket, you end up having this like belt of tan <laughs> that goes the whole way around. Like there's just a ring of tan line that just goes around your waist the whole way. And you know, you've got like the deep V cut from the <laughs> from the life jacket mm. and like cut off sleeves. It is truly just like the most atrocious <laughs> tan line you can get. It looks pretty ridiculous. I mean you know, lots of staff who work on land will get, like, the kind of classic farmer's tan. Mm. But at least, like, if you saw someone with their shirt off and that tan line, you'd be like, like that makes sense. But if you see someone with a, a life jacket tan with a shirt off, you're like, what have you been wearing? <laughs> um, oh, pretty much any of the, like, female lifeguards in their, like, one pieces, if there's any kind of, like, pattern on the back, mm. that is now, like, part of their skin. Yeah. I oh. There's been some dang good, like, tan lines at camp. My uh, two summers where I was uh, admin staff, and I would wear a radio on my hip the whole time. No so way. So then it pulls that section down. <laughs> so, like, if you look at the tan line, it's, like, straight all the way around the shorts, and then just, like, a like a divot, like a semicircle, just on my, like, right hip where it would get more tanned because it was more exposed to the uh, sun. And also the anklet that I've been wearing, the one I said mm. about the Friendship Bracelets episode, that would always get a pretty cool... <laughs> Luna agrees. Yeah, yep, yep. Luna's jumping in on the podcast. She's got a lot of opinions about this. Yeah, tan lines. Yeah. Number 23. You've kept all the notes you've received from campers over the years. I do have a box at home that has all of, like, my camp memorabilia type stuff. Memories. I don't think you normally get notes from campers, do you? Oh, sometimes you get thank you cards. You know, oh, you get yeah. Letters or emails sent to you that get printed off. Keep those. Uh, we had dog tags at our camp. Oh, yeah, those. yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, yeah, you def- you got to hold on to the memorabilia. You know, it sparks joy. you got to... You can't get rid of it. I once um, 
low-key traumatize some kids by getting us stuck in a storm and then they all wrote me a letter afterwards and i have those still was it like cursing you for getting them in that situation or thanking you for like getting them out oh a little this a little that a little bit of column a a little bit of column b i mean yeah. on that i'm sure i'll tell that story sometime oh we can do a whole sailing episode <laughs> i look forward to it <laughs> there was one week where i won't get into it but some some things went down and as a result i was very down in the dumps and we had just an absolutely like awesome group of kids that week uh but it was very you know you always try and keep up a bit of a front but uh it was very hard at the time to not let the mask kind of slip and you know, let them know how sort of distraught I was at the time. And, you know, kids aren't, kids aren't stupid. They picked up on it. And, like, when they left, uh, they left a note on my pillow just being like, oh, my God, we love you, Nick. You're the best counsellor. Like, we really we want to grow up to be like you. And it was just, like, the sweetest thing in the world. And after, like, having had such a like an awful time, like, it was just the nicest thing ever and they um they wrote it in green sharpie on like <laughs> on some hand towel anyway i ended up framing that and i still have that still today except um a cat did knock it off the wall and smash the frame so i've kind of just got the <laughs> it, it rolled up in a cupboard somewhere but <laughs> i've still got the note yeah that's cool it's one of those things i really enjoy going back and looking through that stuff you know once every couple of years and all those memories that you forget that kind of come back to light memories all alone in the moonlight mm. keep on rolling 24 you are unable to stop yourself from making hand motions during every moment of your life is that a camp thing because i that's definitely true i don't know what they mean does it have that does it have a picture to go along with it Yes, it is an adult and a child who are both making, like, bear claws with their hands up. <laughs> what? That honestly just reminds me of a thing that someone tried to start our camp, where if you heard someone, like, accidentally swear or something like that, obviously you want to remind them not to swear, but you don't want to call attention to the fact that they've just swore, because then you're almost kind of making the situation worse, you know? Um, so they came up with this thing called the swear bear, where if you heard someone swear, you would go up to them and put your claws up in a bear-shaped fashion and go, <laughs> to be like, yo, you just swore, and it's the swear bear. Yeah, um, real subtle. Don't um, want to draw any attention. Yeah. I mean, you're not drawing attention to the fact that they swore. You just, oh, someone's now doing a bear impression. <laughs> but that didn't really take off. Yeah, fair enough. Um, same with this This one for me. is not really taken off. Yeah. Get your act together, BuzzFeed. Come on. They've got one more left to impress us. Oh, do they? We're 25 already. 25. And the time spent being a camp counsellor was some of the best times of your life. Well, obviously. Yeah, and then after that, they've just written, 
take me back with a crying emoji. <laughs> okay, so obviously this whole podcast is just about the fact that camp is fantastic. It's a magical, wonderful place. And I get why they're ending on that note. You know, it's like a, and camp is great and we love it. Mm. Thanks for reading. But when you really kind of roll back through this list, did they mention like, you know, friendship bracelets? Did they mention internationals? Did they mention like long distance friendships? Did they mention like any classic camp activities other than arts and crafts? No. Did they mention like programs? Did they mention like camp food? Uh, Nick's trying to come up with a rival article now. I mean, I'm just thinking about it, Mike. I could probably list off 25 things right now. Don't make me do that. But (laughs) I could probably list off 25 things more niche, more relevant than most of this list right now. Yeah. What was number one again? Number one, all the way to the back. It was uh, care packages. Yeah. So, okay, right off the bat, Mm. I'm like, oh. BuzzFeed, they, they know what they're doing. Such a strong start. Because that is, you know, um, pretty niche. It's an integral part of camp. I could, you know, rattle off a million stories. And I was thinking, like, when we started this, oh, no, I'm going to go on this long tangent and blah, blah, blah about every single thing they bring up. But overall, I'm not impressed. There was a few bangers at the start, and then they just kind of, uh, I guess, like, ran out of ideas. Well, it's because they obviously worked at Arts and Crafts. Maybe just then. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I've gone back to ragging on arts and crafts again. Maybe just make a shorter list. I don't know. You know, um, uh, there is actually another BuzzFeed article that's like 12 things only camp counselors would understand. <laughs> I kid you not. I haven't read it. Okay, well. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't think we should do ideas. another episode. We've got, we've got that in the deck. <laughs> Maybe we'll see what else BuzzFeed has to say about summer camp. If you want to click on that article too, it is in the show notes as a source. Oh, clever. Clever, Mm. clever. I don't know how copyright stuff works, but that seems like a good thing to do. Yeah, honestly, if we learn about copyright, um, we're going to learn the hard way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, come and get us, BuzzFeed. No, please don't. (laughs) We're so broke. Pete lives in a shed. Yeah, by choice. All right. You keep bringing up the shed thing, but you know. <laughs> it's a nice shed. All right. Well, so this was a bit of a different one, but at the same time, this was like our sixth episode. So, um, sixth episode. So, um, who's to say what is our normal? We don't really have a normal at this point. Um, you know, write to us. With things you want to say, if you have any comments, if you have any lists of your own. This one time at summercamppod at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Instagram by the same name, this one time at summercamppod. And um, send us some stories, you know, if you have something you want us to talk about. Yeah, just send us things that you would have put in the list. Yeah, we're all ears. We'll make a better list. That'll be that'll be our 100th episode. Do you want to go for 25? I think 25 would be... 26, just a really <laughs> one up, One-upsmanship. Well, and Luna has started purring into the microphone again. I think that means it's time to go. Until next summer, goodbye. Toodaloo.